1: Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.
0: All right, well, besides the fact that I can't seem to look anything but a Twilight character today.
2: <laughs> Luckily our audience can't see you.
0: <laughs> yeah, but any reels that you post, they're gonna be like, wow, yeah, Danielle wasn't kidding. But also Cleveland has been nonstop rain. And it kind of freaks me out because like, we had the train derailment and um one of my friends up here was like yeah, I got those like water testing strips and it had rained and they dried on my car and then I was doing science and I was pouring the water on the car and then catching it and like it is way out of range. It is not good.
2: What? Yeah. It's like a crazy environmental disaster. No, I know. It's like one of the biggest environmental disasters in US history. It's like a real <laughs> yeah. deal. Are you worried that it's like like what like a bad sign or
0: something? What are you trying to say? I don't know. I just feel like I've been stuck in this rain And I probably, you know, have some chemicals that have permeated my skin now that might affect our egg freezing. Oh, my God. Don't even joke about that. (laughs) I know. I'm scared. I mean, yeah. No, you're right, though. I shouldn't like I should not make a
2: joke joke about that.
0: But it's like (laughs) it's on my brain. And I think it's on the brain of a lot of people right now. It is
2: really scary that that happened. How far away was that from where you you live now.
0: So Michael said East Palestine is like 50 miles from him. It's not
2: far. It's, <laughs> no, it's very close. Wow, that is yeah. so so tragic and so scary. Um besides that horrible yeah. event, how else in the rain? How how has the move been? How's Cleveland treating you? Cleveland's treating
0: me very well. Michael's family has completely rallied around me and his friends have all rallied around me. Like there isn't, like I don't feel lonely up here. I do miss Nashville. I miss my friends. I was missing you a ton. I feel like we haven't talked in forever and I was so looking forward to recording today. But yeah, no, Cleveland's been really good. I'm so pumped. I get to, I'm wondering how much I can say about my new job without, saying exactly where i'll be working because Mm. apparently it's kind
2: of a secret yet okay okay we can keep it a secret
0: yeah so you and all of our thousands of listeners i am going to be working for a place that is opening up in cleveland a brand new first time location and that's really really exciting i get to see um the office space Next week, um, I've met a bunch of the other injectors I'm going to be injecting with and working with. And those girls are all really cool. It feels like a good fit. I'm really, I'm really excited. Cleveland's been good
2: to me. Oh my gosh. I still can't believe that you're there.
0: I know. I had to text you today and be like, wait, 3 p.m. Eastern or Central? Because we're not in
2: the same time zone anymore. I know. I don't appreciate that. That is not you might be closer but the different time zone is very confusing for my brain. <laughs> but anyway, we yeah, we've had a long stretch here of so many incredible guests and I hope you guys can all catch up on those episodes. We've been interviewing some extremely brilliant people in healthcare. But yeah, D, we have not caught up in like Weeks. Weeks, which is insane for us. Yeah. Obviously, you've been really busy with the move. I've still been kind of settling into my job here. So we thought instead of us just catching up on the phone for (laughs) three (laughs) hours, that we'll condense it into a quick 45-minute episode and give everybody all of the updates.
0: All right. So, Jack. We actually had a couple of people ask, and I know people say that, like, oh, y'all have been asking my DMs, but people genuinely want to know how are you liking teaching? What is it like teaching nursing students
2: now? Oh, so great. I love this question because I love, I love teaching. It has been going like better than I could have imagined. So I think, you know, to be really honest with everybody, when I graduated with my FNP, I felt a lot of pressure to go back um, and working in a clinical setting in the primary care setting, seeing patients kind of going into that grind, that like hospital clinic grind of seeing patients and using this degree that I just went to school for. I felt a lot of pressure. I also felt a lot of guilt from all the people that had trained me to be a nurse practitioner. Like, what are they going to think? Am I... Am I wasting this degree? Am I not using this degree to the best of my ability? So when I was offered the full-time faculty job, I was ecstatic. I was relieved. I have been teaching all throughout my DMP program, so it felt like a natural kind of segue into my career. But a lot of that guilt and all that stuff kind of came along with it. I can tell you now it's been... Mm, like four or five months since kind of like getting into this job, I have zero regrets. I have zero regrets about not going to work as an FNP. I think maybe eventually I'll head back and see patients, maybe part time at some point. But teaching has been so rewarding. One, the students, I know some of my students listen. So if you're listening, hi guys. I had the most casual guys, you get extra credit. Just kidding. And I I feel like I'm sounding like so tacky right now, but I'm telling you, I've never been happier in my career than I am right now. The students are amazing. I know it's such a good feeling like to say that one, because, you know, the lifestyle of teaching is so much more sustainable than working you know, 12-hour shifts. They're working five, eight to 10-hour shifts and then going home and charting all night. So one is more sustainable just for my sanity. But the students are so brilliant. They're so motivated. They ask so many good questions. They want to learn. It's been so fun for me to try to make learning a little bit more fun and interesting and kind of like in the back of my head, it's like I'm trying to be that professor that I never had, or taking some of the best qualities from some of the professors I've had throughout the years and bringing that to my students. So it's been really, really great. I still get some anxiety and nerves over lecturing. That's like the one bit that I'm like, oh, I have to lecture tomorrow. Like, don't talk to me the night before because I am just a basket case. I get nervous. These are three hour lectures and I don't want to be that teacher that the students like leave the lecture and they're like, oh, I can't believe Dr. Whoever was teaching today. Like, I never understand her lectures. Like, you know what I mean? Didn't you have? Yes. Yeah. You had some of those lecturers in college or in your nursing program. We're like, oh, I hate when she teaches. She doesn't she doesn't even say what's on the exam. She doesn't follow the objectives. She doesn't like follow the book at all. Like there's so many complaints that I've had as a student. And I'm really nervous to make those complaints on the other side of it or like to be that person on the other side of it. So I'm still really anxious about lecturing, but I know that will kind of come with time, I think. I mean,
0: you've worked so hard on mindfulness and developing programs and stuff like that.
2: Mm -hmm. And,
0: but like, you're also human. I think any normal human, regardless of how mindful you can be and those practices that you take in. Like you're not immune to maybe a little anxiety about giving a three hour lecture. I know.
2: I will say I'm really lucky that my students are engaged. It would be Mm -hmm. so much worse if they were like on their phones all the time or if I was on Zoom and I knew no one was paying attention. This is in person, like over 100 students and everyone is really engaged asking questions. And I ask questions and they respond. So I think it's going as well as it can be at this point, like while I'm still new and trying to get the hang of it. Speaking of mindfulness, I actually did like a quick five-minute mindfulness meditation before their last exam. I don't know if it helped, but some of them really enjoyed it. That's awesome. I know. So the next step of now that I'm starting to get comfortable in this or starting to get more comfortable in this faculty role of the teaching aspect is I'm starting to kind of dip my feet into the research part of it too. So starting to look for grants, apply for grants, and seeing how I can facilitate mindfulness and yoga to nursing students in like a real research-based way. So whether that's test anxiety, whether that's like a weekly seminar, whether that's like, you know, having mindfulness after the exam, there's so many different ideas that I have. So I'm hoping by the fall, it's like the spring now, I'm hoping by the fall, I can kind of apply for some grants, get some material together and start implementing things in the fall. Jack, you are such a wonder.
0: Oh, like, thank that you. is, that's so cool. I just, I love, I love your brain. I love your brain so much. And the next time I'm in Chicago, like, I kind of, I like really miss you. I want to come to Chicago for like a weekend, hang out. I mean, we're going to be
2: in New York, together, freezing our eggs soon. We'll circle back to that. But I want to
0: audit one of your classes. Is that
2: allowed? Oh my God. I, I'm pretty sure my co lecturer, Dr. Mary Pat King, if you're listening, we'll have to see if she'll let you kind of hang out, but I'm sure she would love to have you join. I just want to have a notebook and be like, (laughs) take notes in your class and just pretend like I'm back in school. No, that would not be great because you know what would happen is all of the nursing students who don't even have their RNs yet would just want to ask you how to become an aesthetic nurse. Everyone wants to know. So I'll go incognito.
0: you won't even know maybe you won't even know no, i'll just show not. up as like estelle you know and i'll have like a short wig and
2: no oh my god i would actually i would like to to oh class. my god
0: could you imagine
2: if i pranked you and just kept raising my hand asking random questions in a disguise <laughs> just sit in the back and disguise yourself you actually could just like wear a hat and slouch down you actually could please don't do that
0: But I actually, I want to circle back to something because when you are talking about feeling like guilty about not mm. going mm-hmm. back to the bedside. Yeah. Like I felt that. And I'm wondering if that, you know, do you think if the pandemic hadn't happened, you would maybe feel mm. okay with going back to the bedside? Or do you think it was like anxiety still left over from everything you experienced during that? They're like nah, I gotta, I gotta take a break. Like this feels way more, my speed feels more comfortable. What do you think?
2: I've actually thought about that recently. And I think the answer is um, two, fo- like there's a two, twofold. I definitely think the pandemic is why I have felt so comfortable, like walking, kind of turning my back to being a practicing nurse practitioner. hmm One, because yes, like working through the pandemic sucked and it was really hard, but I think on a much larger scale, the pandemic really taught me to stop giving a fuck about what other people thought. That one right there. It's not like I was so burned out from working as a nurse. It's not that at all. It's more like life is short. The pandemic fucking sucked. And why am I going to do something that literally no one else cares? No one cares. No one's going to give a shit if I decide not to go work as a nurse practitioner. So why would I, why would I go do that when I have this dream job right in front of you that allows you everything that you've wanted and more just because of what you're worried about what other people think? Like, fuck that. Like, who cares? So I think that's what the pandemic reminded me. I'm curious, like, your answer to that. I think since you have moved to Cleveland... I've noticed a lot of people have been asking you, are you going to go back and work in NICU or are you going to look for an aesthetic job? Like, I'm curious how you've handled those questions and how I know you can only say so much about your new job, but how are you feeling into your career right now? I think when I get those
0: questions, it's kind of funny to me because it's like, why the fuck would I go back to the bedside?
2: It's like, wait, wait, what? Like, but why?
0: Yeah. Like, why would I go back to, just because I'm moving up to Ohio, like, yeah, Cleveland Clinic's great, but it's still a giant hospital system that doesn't have to treat their employees that well. Like, and obviously I'm saying this as not having worked there. I have no affiliations with Cleveland Clinic, but I don't, I don't want to go back to a job where I have to start out on nights and work 12 hour night shift just to gain some more seniority, to do something that I know ultimately I can't last in. And I don't, I don't see myself, I never saw myself doing long-term. Like when, when I chose to leave, I looked around and I was like, these are, I'm looking at these like life nurses. I'm like, y'all are miserable. You guys aren't happy. You are tired. You are overworked. Most of y'all are in a lot of debt. Yeah. And no, that's not the life for me. You know, on top of my situation in that moment being what it was, escaping Mm -hmm. from a narcissistic sociopath, what I tell people, I guess, is, yeah, I miss the babies. I miss that care. But the hospital system is not equipped to take care of people long term. Yeah and
2: 100%.
0: Yeah, and that's just I don't want to wear out. I want to enjoy going to work every day. You know, I shouldn't have to work just because that's what I'm supposed to do. Like, I want to I want to enjoy what I do.
2: I want to be happy. I hope that the pandemic allowed a lot of people to reframe those thoughts too. A lot of people mm-hmm. started side hustles, a lot of people quit their jobs. A lot of people are still leaving healthcare. So I hope that it, in a sense, helped people reevaluate and look at other options. This is not to like crap on the bedside either. I know a lot no. of nurses that fucking love the hospital. Live like, for it. I could never work anywhere else. I love just going. I clock in. I clock out. That's it. And for a lot of people, that really works for them, and they yeah. love it. I just think that you kind of, you know, and sometimes it takes some trial and error. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people don't figure out they don't like working in the hospital until they work in the hospital. So if you're a new nurse or you're in nursing school, don't stress out too much because there's a ton of options available for you. You might love the hospital. You might not love it. You might love it for the first five years and then be done with it. But the beauty about nursing is you will always have options to change.
0: Always. There are so many movements. You can work in clinic. You can work in a fertility clinic. You can work in a school. You can work for insurance companies and try and change that business. Yeah, exactly.
2: Go into politics. There's yeah. so many different things that you can do. And we, oh my gosh, Danielle, if I, if we had like a nickel for every time we said that on the Stan podcast, and if you're a nurse saying, you can go do many different directions, but it's so freaking true. You guys, it's it so is. true. And I hope like on our podcast, we can We keep bringing on guests that I hope do show that, that there are so many different things you can do with your medical degree, especially your nursing degree. But this has been really fun. We actually haven't done a career update. We haven't. A bit. So it's like, hey, guys, we're still here. We still work in healthcare. Yeah. I love the podcast, but it's fun. And I love what you said about how you can acknowledge that you miss parts of your NICU job. Yes. You miss the babies. You miss the patient care. I'm with you, too. I miss seeing patients, too. Sometimes I see patients in the hospital when I'm teaching clinical and I look at the medications that they're on from their primary care provider. And I'm like, well, why is this happening? Why aren't they on this? Why didn't they get why haven't they done a colonoscopy? Why why didn't they get a man? Like, I'm starting to think all these things. Of course, I miss patient care, Mm -hmm. but no job is perfect. You're going to miss things about no matter (laughs) what place you're in. So for me, the benefits of the job that I have as a faculty as with you the benefits you have working in aesthetics far 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 outweigh the times that i miss patient care yeah
0: because i still i still get it i still get patient care i still get to be use i mean i say this all the time i still get to be super sciency but i also get to be really artistic and there's a whole mental health component of what i do every time a patient sits down in my chair and and we talk and we assess yeah you know, I'm still like, my hands are itching right now, waiting. Like I've been doing a ton of like trainings and stuff with this new company and which has been really fun, but I haven't been able to get my hands on it. So tomorrow finally get to treat some patients again, which I'm
2: very excited about. Love that. I know it's mm-hmm. so fun. I, I And I will say too, like in my role, I spend one day, I spend 112 a week in the hospital, which is literally exactly what I need perfect you get that 112 belt. you get, that I get taste. to go see my students patients with them help them with assessments do some of their meds look at their care talk about their care come up with a plan and by the end of that 12-hour shift with my students I'm like you know what I don't need to come back until next Wednesday I love it <laughs> you get your fill you know exactly so take Maybe, your time yeah. I think that's that's like the that's like our advice take your time Figure out what you like, what you don't like. And sometimes it takes some trial and error. Yeah. And so if you don't, don't feel, like
0: something. Yeah, don't
2: feel fucking guilty.
0: <laughs> no. And if anyone tries to make you feel guilty about it, be like, listen, this is the rest of my life.
2: Yes. I okay. actually tell my nursing students that in our med-surg clinical rotation, when they're on a typical med surge unit, I say, if this unit was your worst nightmare and you think that you picked the wrong career, like you're probably not alone. A lot of students feel like that. Mm-hmm. You do not have to work in med surge. A lot of no. people don't want to work in med surge. No, go check out the ER. Go look at the O at the OR. Go look at L- go to D- the P- NICU. NICU. Yeah, exactly. Like you have so many different options. So even as a clinical instructor for med surge, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's okay if you don't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. One thing I will say with regards to some of the more like specialty things. If you're trying to stay like at like a towny hospital that like you've lived in all your life, you're probably not going to get much like PEDS or like L&D NICU experience. If you are looking to start in those job fields right off the bat, I really want you to consider moving to like a bigger city that has these like Major pediatric hospital yep. institutions. A, you're going to learn a ton. And B, they definitely hire new grads and they have new grad programs. Yep. I to echo, ease you into the hospital.
2: Echo that. Yeah. Start fresh. Well, I don't know how our career updates turned into uh, career advice for everyone. <laughs> Why not, Jack? We are brilliant. <laughs> We know everything. <laughs> yeah, said <it's that> literally. <laughs> Take your notes, everyone. This is how you have a. But okay, this will, I will say be on the exam. We do have. We it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing that we have two educated women here that actually truly love their jobs. So yeah, we'll, we we're okay to give some advice on the job front. Yeah, we're speaking to
0: our own personal experiences. <laughs>
2: Now, um, switching gears a little bit. Tell me about your boyfriend. Do you have a boyfriend?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was awkward. Sorry, guys.
2: I was actually going to say, how's my best friend, Michael? I haven't (laughs) seen him. Can I uh... Your best friend, Michael, has
0: been uh, a freaking godsend. And bless him with all this egg freezing stuff that we're going to be doing and... I'm gonna be, I'm gonna tell a little story. This is how I know. I think we're about to sync up Jack, which is perfect for our egg retrievals because we're trying uh, to do uh, this.
2: Sync up our cycles. Just sync so up our cycles. Clear. That yeah. is what she meant. Yes, that cycle, is what she meant.
0: Cycle sisters, sister syncing. Yeah. I <laughs> Michael and I were watching a movie last night, and it had been, you know, a tiresome day, and you know, we we did a lot. James didn't go down the easiest with Michael. And, you know, sometimes you just need to reset. That man got up and left in the middle of this movie to take a shower. It was like 45 minutes. And I'm like, this dude, like, just abandoned me on the couch. And (laughs) he sits back down. He goes, oh, who's that? And I'm like, well, you'd know if you would be
2: watching. Like, you missed the whole movie, bro.
0: And I was so, I don't I was like, I was so snotty. I was so snotty. And then I went and took a shower and I climbed back into bed next time. And I go, I'm sorry for being a snot. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for
2: being I know.
0: Smart. I know. I was, I know I was a snot. He's like, I didn't abandon you. I was like, I know you did <laughs> But yeah, no, Michael has been so great. He Literally, he comes over here. He collects all the boxes of move-in stuff that I've ordered, takes them out to the dump. He built my bed. He's just... We have this sweet little thing that when we have our date nights, which we try and do once a week, it's all about romance. And we're like, romance? It's romance time. And, you know, he's like, stop. I'm getting in the door. You know, like he like... (laughs) Just like over the top, over the top, so over the Here's top. Here's my so jacket, fun. Danielle. Here, let me toss it in this puddle. <laughs> Wait, not really, but he would. He's so he's so good.
2: We're so good to each other. It's so mm. much fun. Yeah, it's really sweet. I'm I'm so happy that you have that support system. Like moving to a new place, it's scary. Like mo- making it a big is. move like that is a huge deal and. I fully trust that Michael is taking care of you. I know that you're in you're in good hands with him. What's your next date night? I want to hear more about date nights. Like, what are what are the typical <laughs> Michael and Dee date nights?
0: So we usually try and find like a new restaurant, or we'll cook together, which also is a fun.
2: <laughs>
0: it stresses him out a little bit. With he thinks I have the palate of a child, and I don't. Regardless of what you say, Jack, I do not have the palate of a child. This is up for debate. (laughs) But no, we just, we laugh. We'll have a nice dinner. We'll come home, have a little, lot more romance. And
2: (laughs) the real romance. The real
0: romance. Gosh, no, he's, he's just phenomenal. I had to come back from, I've been doing some training out of state for this new job. And I hadn't seen him in a couple days because Mm. I was gone training and he like, I, I hadn't heard from him like what time, like he was planning on, you know, being back at my house and I'm like, I just get home. And then I get a little notification, like someone's at the front door, like let him in and like, he just, I open the door. He's just standing there and I'm like, Oh my God, I missed you so much he's amazing mm. i know he's the sweetest man y'all i'm so lucky someone oh, yeah. said i'm only in it for the meal ticket and i'm like <laughs> i'm like i make my own money <laughs> <laughs> who, has, who said that what the oh fuck? you know some karen in his comments yeah, or dms are
2: actually the worst
0: so he always knows when i've posted something Conflicting nature, like oh, I don't know that you can get access to abortion pills in all fifty states through mayday.health Health. Uh, um, <laughs> his DMs go off, but don't worry, guys, he's on our side. <laughs> <laughs> the DMs are going off. Oh my god, I'm scared. I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. You don't. The women that follow me are great. The women that follow him. <sighs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. They think I'm a monster, especially because I took my goddaughter to a drag show when she turned 18, which is apparently, had she been 17,
2: I could have gone to jail.
0: In Tennessee. Oh
2: my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Literally, fuck off. Wow.
0: Yeah, drag's too sexual, but half naked cheerleaders performing in front of kids are not. I know. Oh my God. Truly. Sorry. That took a weird turn. Jack, tell me about your boyfriend. Can I say boyfriend, man, friend, exclusive dating partner?
2: (laughs) I know it's true. There was a there was a soft launch and then a hard launch. (laughs) You know what the best part is? He doesn't have social media. So I had to explain what a soft launch and a hard launch were (laughs) to him. I was like, hey, just so you know, I like hard launch too. Instagram today. He's like, what does that mean? I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I am, yes, I'm dating someone. It's uh <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. My best friend here in Chicago, Marissa, like manifested this for me. See, I was having a girls' night with my best friends here, like over a year ago when I was in the thick of everything. And I'll never forget, Marissa just said, you know, Jackie. I don't even, I'm not even worried about you. Like, I don't even feel bad. She's like, one day, I just know you're going to end up with some guy that's going to be jet-setting you around the world. And you're just going to be like, bye, guys. I'm off to Paris. Bye, guys. I'm off to Rome. Like, see you later. Like, she just put that, like, out of nowhere. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. So anyway, this guy is (laughs) sure as shit works for United and can um, fly airplanes. (laughs) Hot. No big deal. <laughs> and does, um, well, I don't want to give too much away. About I want to make so many inappropriate jokes right Did not right now. consent. But, um, so yeah, so he works for United. And yeah, he, he, I think things got very official when he put me on his travel benefits. <laughs> and so we flew <laughs> to New York the other day. <laughs> I had a day off. We both have a day off. And he was like, hey, I'm going to pick you up from work. Let's go to New York. And so we went to New York um, for a day. And yeah, I mean, besides the traveling, obviously, you know, my friends and you guys know I, I live to travel. I love to travel. Yes. I live to travel. I've been doing it for the last decade. It's so important to me. So one, it's amazing that I have someone that also loves to travel and I can do it with. Um, kind of like so on the And so spontaneous too. I no. not romantical it's like, at all <laughs> definitely not but this man so first of all he's just extremely thoughtful like so 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 thoughtful like flowers for no reason taking archie on walks for me offering to watch him when i'm at work sending over like little things and i remember danielle you said something like when you and and Michael had not said, I love you yet. And people were questioning it. And you said, I don't need Michael to say that he loves me. He shows that he loves me with his actions every day. This guy is like, he doesn't talk the talk. Like he walks the fucking walk. Like he doesn't yes. say that he's going to do all these things. He just does them. There's no like false promises. There's no like hope about things. He just like does things and i have not had that he shows up it's amazing Mm -hmm. so he's extremely thoughtful with these actions um yes with the travel but he's also which i love he's really cultured which is like really interesting and cool for me he's half um arabic and half italian so he speaks arabic and italian he also looks like (laughs) <laughs> mcdreamy from gray's anatomy like so handsome yes anyway, he does yeah he does I it's know. giving mcdreamy it's it gives mcdreamy nicole actually pointed that out she's like he kind of looks like dr shepherd and i was like yeah mm-hmm. he does so anyway we've got a dreamy guy that speaks italian and loves to travel and is very very sweet and, and- adores you <laughs> so far i don't know i haven't freaked him out yet but I will say, too, you know, you mentioned how Michael has been so kind with the egg freezing. This was not an easy time for me to kind of start dating someone. It has been, you know, about a year since I've gone through this. Like, we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. It's extremely traumatic divorce. Unfortunately, I can't speak on too many details because of legal reasons. But, Yeah. It was really fucking traumatic for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so grateful that this man is so patient and kind and is so understanding to the things that I've been through to give me space and, like, take things slow and just be able to, like, trust me and and understand the situation. And it just feels like really stable and really calm and
0: which you haven't had
2: no yeah it's incredible it's been really really great so we have a few trips maybe coming up is he gonna come to new york with us yes i think if he can make it work for his schedule he's definitely gonna try to come to new york and then we both have some time off and a lot of time off coming up. So stay tuned. You guys will see me off off to all these crazy places, hopefully. But oh my God, I know I'm like grinning, you guys. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but he's really I'm a smitten kitten. And yeah,
0: as your friend, one of your best friends. Knowing everything that I know, I. Have noticed the most beautiful change in you, and it has been so fun. and I know I keep saying this, but like ever since this happened, it has been an honor to watch you evolve and grow into the badass fucking woman that you are, oh, honey. And even more so, with a good, beautiful, safe place of a man.
2: yeah, so I appreciate that, babe. Thank you. I'm going to get emotional. Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm getting emotional. It's crazy because like, and I know people say this all the time. I really like if you were to ask me a month ago, like I would have been like, no way am I dating someone so serious. Like I was not. Yeah. I was going on dates. I was having fun. But I wasn't like looking for something, quote unquote, like serious, because the idea of having like a boyfriend or someone that like I would have to introduce my family to and like do all these things like. I took a lot, I think, I I wouldn't say a lot. I think I took the necessary time to heal and process after you go through a long breakup, a long divorce, breakup, you know, whatever. I took the necessary amount of time to kind of like process and heal from all of that. And so I wasn't expecting it to happen so soon. But yeah, so far, like I'm just really... I'm enjoying every second of it and um, there's still like definitely parts of me that, like I said, he's really understanding. Like there's parts of me that are really guarded. And then even with this egg freezing too, like I really was expecting to go through the egg freezing, not alone because you and I are going through it together, but like alone in the sense of like, I'm going to be doing the injections. I'm going to be in my apartment here in Chicago. Like I'm not going to have, you know, a partner that's going to say like, you know, it's going to be okay. And so I was really expecting to go through all of that by myself. So I'm like mentally still kind, like kind to trying to find this place of like, not trying to like push him away in that sense of like, Mm -hmm. I had to be this like strong and independent woman and like figure shit out for the last like over a year after the rug was like ripped up from under me. And so like trying to let someone back in, especially with like such a vulnerable process, like egg freezing um, has been really hard, but he's been like, not surprised as I've been saying. So, so kind. Like I, you know, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about the egg freezing, but like one of the things I've done recently is I stopped drinking. Um, and not that I was like drinking a lot before, but like I would go out on the weekends, like once or twice a week with my girlfriends. And I recently like just cut it out completely, like no alcohol. And he right away was like, I'm done. I'm doing it with you. Like, I'm not drinking like done. Like you don't want to drink? Like I'm not going to drink. Like let's stay in. We'll make some tea and watch TV and like what he, like he's been so so supportive. And just Ugh. Oh, enough. Enough. That's enough. It was enough and so, so much all at once. <laughs> so I want to hear more about how Michael's been helping with the egg freezing and how just you are feeling with egg freezing. Um, have you been making any changes? How are you feeling overall? Give everyone an update. Yeah. I'm
0: starting to feel pretty, like kind of overwhelmed with it. Michael's just like, don't worry, like I got this. Like, when do we have to be in New York? When do we have to do this? Like, you're not gonna be alone. He's got it blocked off in his schedule. And I'm like, well, when I have to do the shots, like he's like, you know, thing, like, I'll help you or I'll do it. And You know, he, I was like, would you do a shot of sailing with me? He's like, hell yeah. (laughs) So he's like, he's, he's very in it with me. He's very proud of me for doing this. We are, we are not there yet, y'all. And, you know, it is, I, we're just really enjoying each other. And a child doesn't, a new child, I should say, does not, fit into that scenario when I'm trying to really build this relationship with James and Michael. So, which has been amazing. And figuring out those little ins and outs and quirks with James. It's funny. James asked me this morning, he's like, why are you asking me all these questions? I was like, because I care about you and I want to get to know you, bro. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> but um, as far as the egg freezing, we were texting this weekend. We're like, Yep, I feel like I'm starting to retreat inward. Um, crap bang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which was mm-hmm. the next step. Like as soon as our periods start, we have to do more blood testing. We have to go do the transvaginal ultrasound to count all of our little egg follicles. So just kind of, you know, on watch, on standby, you know. I don't know. How are you? How are you feeling?
2: I'm feeling very similar. I you know, you and I have both been off birth control for almost a month now, and I think that was a whole other thing of like readjusting from not having the hormones was a little tricky for me, yeah, as it always same. is. I've come mm-hmm. off hormonal birth control a few times in my life, and it's always a little like rocky just with the hormones. Like where are we at in the cycle? How are we feeling? Um, so that definitely i think like trying to figure out like what's going on with my body like i you know like was had some days where i was so exhausted or just like kind of moody and when i'm on the the birth control like it kind of levels me out in a way with all the like fluctuations of like pmsy stuff so one there's that and then two i noticed myself starting to get really anxious um and nervous not from a like scared standpoint of having to do the injections of like a, on a larger scale of like starting to just like question, you know, some of the stuff we talked about in those early episodes, like, like trying to navigate some of those like stigmas that are really deep, deep, deep in there of like, mm-hmm. Oh, like you're 32 and you haven't found, you know, your X amount of years, you haven't found the right person. This is why you have to, you know, you've failed in a sense or, now this like extra thought of like, well, I don't want you to fail the egg freezing. Like, what if you get no eggs? What if this doesn't work well for you? I think that all started when I got my blood drawn for the first time and we haven't seen the results yet. Like in the back of my head, this is like the perfectionist craziness inside of me. That's like, yes. well, what if what if my numbers are bad? Like, what if I start out with bad numbers? What the fuck? Like, is this just like a women thing that happens where like you you have to get in line for some sort of test and you automatically think that you failed? Like, what the yeah. hell? So no, I feel that. I feel that. So since I kind of started feeling that, I was like, you know what? It's time for me to start making some changes that will m- kind of give me the, <laughs> the false notion that I am in control of some things. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to control what I can control. I'm going to really focus on my diet. Like I said, I'm going to cut out alcohol. Yeah. I'm going to really focus on cooking healthy, like food, yes, like nutritious meals at home. I'm going to do the things that make me feel better and make me feel grounded and make me feel stable. And hopefully that will help. And so far it has. It's one, it's made my physical body feel better, but more so it's made my like emotional and mental side feel much more stable and calm too.
0: Good, good. I know I'm feeling a lot of that anxiety, like not knowing what our initial results were. And I think we have to wait until we get like our next levels I know. drawn
2: I <laughs> it's like know, honestly
0: I'm like just just thumbs up or thumbs down me <laughs> yeah know? yeah
2: yeah like was it okay like are we for are we got we yeah. got something like are we okay like but I think
0: another component of it is we are we are so so lucky and so grateful to be doing this with summer fertility and co-fertility that I feel like in a lot of ways, I'm putting some undue pressure on that because,
2: mm-hmm.
0: because it's it's not the most affordable thing to do. And, you know, I'm really hoping that, you know, one and done, I'll get um, a good quantity of mature eggs. But the reality for a lot of people is they have to do this multiple times.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And... Like, I feel like I've got that kind of weighing on me and that I want it, I just want it to work. I want to know that when I'm ready or, you know, whatever life ends up throwing at me that, that I have this option because I've, and we've talked about this. I'm in this like, well, I'm in James's life and feeling, you know, maternal feelings that way and wondering how like finding my place in his life um along with Michael now that I'm up here and what that's going to look like and really enjoying my time with Michael right now and the reality that I'm 37 mm-hmm. and you know if everything goes the way that you know Michael and I want I mean it could still be like I might not be 40 I might be 40 before we're ready to even consider something like that and And that, you know, I mean, I just, you just don't know what your body's going to do. I know.
2: You can't, you can't control it. No, I know. I want to control it. I know. Uh, Yeah. But I, I love how you brought up co-fertility. I I will say also, like, they have made this process so much easier. I feel a lot of support. I feel like I have all of my questions answered. I'm Mm -hmm. grateful to have that. I'm grateful to have you that we are literally doing this together. And we're texting two days ago. Like, um, I literally texted Danielle and was like, I'm starting to feel major cramps. Like, I'm super tired. I'm wanting to turn inward. Like, I feel like my period's coming. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, same. And now it's like, okay, once the period comes, it's like showtime. I know. So we're trying. And I'm like, trying not to like make myself stressed or nervous because that's mm-hmm. going to delay the period. So I'm like, okay, just be fucking normal. Like, yeah. chill the fuck out.
0: Everything's going to be fine. I took some Dr. Uma advice and I made um, like a hot turmeric and black pepper and ginger and cardamom latte with some oat milk. And that was really lovely. Amazing. I did Mm -hmm. take
2: some Dr. Uma advice as well. I went out and got some, like I got some um, ingredients to make like things rich in probiotics and prebiotics and all the coniferous vegetables that she recommended. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Again, we're so lucky to have all of these resources that are are. at our fingertips, like helping us through this process. But I also really hope. It's
0: (laughs) It's really scary. But like, I really hope and like this has been our hope since we decided to do this, that the people who listen to our podcast or anyone that's considering freezing their eggs, we are trying to give you our resources. You know, like we're, we're sharing, we are trying to make everything that we have access to. We want y'all to have access to that information too. So
2: hot girls and hot eggs. Don't gatekeep. Nope. No gatekeeping here. <laughs> Can that be the title of the episode? Hot
0: girls, hot eggs, no gatekeeping. <laughs> hot eggs don't
2: gatekeep. I love it. <laughs> well, we hope this was all of the life updates that you asked for or maybe didn't ask for. We got a little <laughs> career, a little love, and a lot of egg freezing coming up. As always, we are so grateful for you guys tuning in every Friday with us. and. Sharing the episodes, downloading the episodes, commenting, rating, reviewing, all of the things on social media that allow us to keep doing what we're doing. And that is bringing you high quality guests and hopefully comforting, funny, lovely episodes.
0: (laughs) On that note, Womad,
2: out. Ah, hmm.